You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's been a while. Rabbit Radio coming to you live from the First Round Sports Restaurant in downtown Edmonton on, what is it, 104th? Yes, it is, 104th Avenue. It's 104th. Downtown. Downtown. Hang on, I I can't hear you at all. Go ahead, talk into you. Hello? Oh, you know why? Because the microphone's flipped around. Morning, sort t- yourself t- out. Turn it the back. other way. Keep turning. Keep turning. Man. Keep turning the. Um, see that little white part Hello? underneath. Hashtag bring back James. That's, you got to talk right into that there. No, no, Hello? that's my fault Hello? for spinning it around the Hello? way it was spun around. And the beverages are starting to flow as well. Look at that. Lovely. Thank the you. Lovely Lex bringing in beers. Enjoy. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. As I was saying, we're back here live at the uh, restaurant du jour here, our favorite restaurant, the first round. Lots of people here to help us out and get us served and get us going correctly uh, for this podcast. It's Andreas Morris. Dre, how you doing? I'm doing excellent. Thanks, C-Dub. And Jamie Umba, how you doing? Doing wonderful. Jamie's, doing wonderful. The, Jamie's the media guru. Our, our buddy JP is, uh, is still in England. <laughs> we left him there. <laughs> we left him in England. He's actually, get this, he flew home from England with yeah. FC Edmonton. And literally the next day at noon, he was on a bus to Calgary for yet another flight. Back to England with the Alberta Soccer Association's uh, Canada Summer Games team. For me, the worst part of that trip is the bus to Calgary the next morning. Like, how, I couldn't stomach that. I wouldn't be able to do uh, it. I know. I was talking to uh, his lovely wife, Cindy, and she was mentioning that uh, he was up doing laundry till like 1 a.m. Oh, <laughs> and, and then, would you, you know, slept for a bit, obviously, then got up, and uh, she had to do something early in the morning, so she was out. By the time she got home, he was gone. Unbelievable. Uh, I should have just stayed. Well, no. I, I, <laughs> here's, it was something to do the with the flights. And, yeah, and no, the deal was they, they tried to set that up, but if he didn't check in to his flight leaving Calgary, then they cancel that part of the flight. So he would have had to pay. It would have been. It would have been like fourteen hundred dollars. Oh, it was even more. It was like twenty one hundred dollars yeah. just for a one way ticket crazy, home. So crazy. It, uh, it made sense for him to come home and then uh, he gets the take points. Off the he yes, gets the points. He gets the points. Gets the points. Working flyers. Yeah. Um, so what are we going to do today on the show? We're going to talk about uh, FC Edmonton's unbelievable journey in England. It was a great, great two weeks, uh, in particular as far as the matches that we played went. So mm-hmm. we'll talk a little bit about that, and then we're just going to talk NASL. The weekend started that just passed, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're looking forward to FC Edmonton's start, which will be this coming weekend. So you guys will hear this uh, before, obviously, we actually play the match, which is great. So we can have a little bit of, uh, not maybe not necessarily predictions and stuff going on, um, Although we do have the media guru here, he can set us up with all that to, do what I can. to let us know what the matches are coming up for the for the coming weekend. Um, so let's kick it off our, our journey to uh, to England. And unfortunately, Jamie, you weren't part of that uh, that journey. Maybe next year, if uh, we travel somewhere else for preseason, you'll get a chance to hop on board that one. I know you got all the information sent to you. That's oh, for I was, sure. I definitely experienced it uh, in one way. So, <laughs> which I mean, it's Just not on the other end. So. It's not necessarily the best way. Um, but it's, it's, it is the way that you have to do it, and unfortunately, there's only so many guys that get to travel, so, so that sucks. But, uh, yeah, suck it up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we get there. It was Manchester is where we stayed. We were based out of Manchester. Um, Fallowfield, was that the area? Oh, Did you ever get the area? I think it was Fallowfield. What was, what was the name of the hotel? It was oh, the, that was the, the original name because I know it was we, Willowbank. 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 So, Willowbank, yeah. I think, is actually the area of no, no. Manchester. 
Fallowfield is the area of Manchester where the university is located. Okay, that's, so that's, that's where we train. That's where, yeah, that's the Fallowfield area, and then Willowbank was the street that the hotel was on. Oh, but it's okay. since changed to the Hallmark Inn. So shout out yeah. to the Hallmark Inn and all shout their out staff. Hallmark Inn, they, yeah, they're happy we're out of there. Well, I, I, no, they seem to enjoy us there. Yeah, there's there was elements I'm sure they didn't. Like I'm the, sure I'm the sure. enjoyable smell of uh, football boots everywhere. <laughs> yes, that but. was lovely. Yeah. So so what about the actual flight there? Because it took you guys. Oh, that uh, was epic. I had forgotten. About that one, uh, it's, it's something that we're yeah. going to have to deal with. Hopefully, uh, we'll hashtag Air Canada on this one because <laughs> yeah, that was, un, un, wasn't it a broken chair it on was, the flight? That's yeah. what it was. So yeah. get, we, we were on our flight from we had to fly from Edmonton to Montreal first, yeah. uh, and then from Montreal we were flying to Brussels before we would connect from Brussels to Manchester. So uh, we get we're in Montreal and we're all loaded up on the plane, getting ready to go. But I think one of the one of the chairs had a mechanical problem with reclining or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's all it was. So so the chair wasn't able to recline. Because of that, they held the plane until mechanics could get on and fix the chair. So that whole process took Maybe what did it take? About an hour? Yeah, we were on the ground for an extra hour. We were just about to take off. Yeah. And they turned the plane around and said, we got to fix this. So an hour yeah. later, we take off, which killed our... Uh, killed our connecting connection. flight. So get this. We had to stay in Brussels for 12 hours until there was another flight to Manchester. Beautiful that we city, get on. Beautiful city. Yeah, some of you guys yeah. went downtown. You know, I, have to, I have to say, I didn't partake in the going downtown. I just hung out in the airport, which was the biggest mistake. Yeah, that uh, must have been just a it just was, dragged it on. Was it was horrible. And not only was the timing of that flight terrible, they only gave us a voucher for... 16 euro. It was 16 euro. And literally, each meal that you would get... And you're going to be there 12 hours, so there's two meals that should be involved, or roughly two meals that are involved, um, that cost you a minimum 10 to 15 euros per meal. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we only got vouchers. Anyway, Air Canada... We're going to uh, tag you on this little uh, <laughs> venture here known as Rabbit Radio, and, and maybe you can do something for the club or, or for, for the individuals that uh, could use a bit of a bump up to the next stage of the aircraft for uh, I'll take the next upgrade. flight. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'd I can send some tweets, uh, add a little hashtag there. And just, a little hashtag, little yeah. tweets. But to, anyway, Social media so to the rescue. By the time we got it's to power. Manchester, everybody was shattered. Yeah. And, and not only were we shattered, we were supposed to have a training session the day we landed. That didn't happen. Yeah. And we had to play the game the next the day. Next day. <laughs> so, so literally, it was, okay, lads, go to sleep, get a meal in, and up, and we're at Wigan Athletic, our first match. What did you think of the facility at Wigan? I mean, it's, it's uh, nothing compared to what we have here. It was unreal. Um, I'm, I was so happy, actually, uh, after the adventure that we had traveling. And there's even a, a bit of a thing on the airplane from, from Brussels to Manchester that threw us all off. But you know, oh, I it forgot was, about yeah, that. that was an adventure in itself. Oh my god! But uh, uh, anyway, we—I mean, after that travel day, um, I just had these visions of coming to this horrible farmer's field where we were going to train in, and guys would just be complaining. But actually, we get to Wigan, and it's just amazing. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty sweet little setup, just, and, and they treated us so great. Um, the game itself—I mean, we can talk on that. Um, you know, it was probably middle of the pack when it came to the teams we played. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say so too. You know, I, I think it was probably Stoke, Burnley, Wigan, and then Newcastle. Newcastle. But uh, well, we'll qualify that when we talk about that game next. But the 
the Wigan game was great. It was it was a good it was a good, good start starting off. a good start yeah. good way to start your uh, your preseason games yeah. as far as. Um, and I don't want to take the University of Alberta out of it because we actually played the University of Alberta prior sure, to leaving sure. on the trip yeah. to get a bit of a game under our belt, and uh, they were that actually was definitely great. helpful. That, that was, was definitely helpful for sure to yeah. be able to get in, in, inside that new uh, dome full foot field. It was yeah. was fantastic, and they played really well. Yeah. Um, we ended up winning that game, but uh, you know it's. If you don't win those games, you're you're asking for trouble. I think as the sure. season rolls on, for sure. But the Wigan game was fantastic. Uh, we won that one two nil. Um, really, the only negative to come out of that was a little bit of a um, two small injuries to Dean and, and Nathan coming out of that game. That yeah. kind of um, you know hurt them a little bit in terms Not of in, the rest of the training. Did Nathan? Camp. I thought Nathan Nathan stepped out of the Burnley game. What was it Burnley? Yeah, because oh, we played yeah. Burnley next, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the this the second game. Sorry um, about that. No worries. And 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 that being said, Nathan uh, is back at it, and so is Dean. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah and, and before he 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 got a little, that small injury, Nathan, I'm talking about now. He yeah, was playing spectacular. Yeah, I know. well, that's. I mean, that was the beauty of it, of it for me, being the goalkeeper coach, is to see the keepers coming into training camp. We talked about it in the initial shows where we were discussing the team this year and how they look, and, and both Tyson and Nathan came in so fit and so ready to play, and it, and it showed. It showed in England, uh, yeah. in particular on Nathan's side. He was... He was ready and, and raring to get at him, yeah, and, and, yeah. and still is. But, uh, you sure. know, a, a little bit of a setback there with the, the injury. Yeah. And, uh, but like you said, he's coming out of it really nicely. Yeah, coming out of it. We haven't even really started the season as, as far as games go, mm. uh, and I think he'd be ready to, uh, mm. to, to be in the mix for being picked yeah. in the next week yeah. or so. And, himself. of course, Dean's been in full training the past. He, he played a good chunk of that, that final game against Stokes. So yeah. he's, he's definitely yeah. back and ready to go. Um, the games against, like I said, the game against Wigan was a 2-0 win. Yeah. Uh, a good tune-up. I think they had two or three first-team... No, they had about a half-dozen first-team players in that match as well. I couldn't name them. You know, I don't follow the championship too much. No. And, and they were... They're, I hate to say it, but they're near the bottom of the championship as well. Yeah. We, uh, got, to, we got to actually partake in the actual first-team play in that, that, we got to that day, that Wigan and Bristol City. You could tell they're a championship side. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. a cha- you could tell they were a championship side struggling, struggling. as well. Yeah. It was kind of a grinder of a game, too, wasn't it? Like Absolutely. Bristol yeah. was down there, too. Yeah. And, and yeah honestly, you'd hold, you'd hold the NASL up uh, above that level. Oh, I, w- I would say that there's mostly NASL teams could could play play in that league for sure. Yeah. <laughs> league yeah. one definitely, yeah. and uh, definitely I could see them. I could see I could see us all playing in yeah. that championship. Yeah. Championship's yeah. kind of a melting pot too, right? Sure. You got these teams that the, just come down. The top teams yeah. are always going to be fighting, and then you have those lower ranks. You have the you lower level Newcastle teams United that, in there too, and they're well. And Newcastle's near the now, top. They're so. they're at the top of the yeah, top of the heap yeah. there. So. Um, so yeah, so unfortunately for the Wigan team that we played against, they were they were all they're, they're good skilled players, I and mean, it yeah. was a, it was a good game, it was a good battle, but perfect for us to to start with a, Great start. a, a team start. like that. Uh, clean sheet, you clean know, sheet, couple good everybody's, goals. Too. Everybody's Great tired. Goals. Yep. Yeah, everybody yeah. Who scored t- that one? Ben. Ben. Ben, ben, Fizz, ben Fizz scored Dustin. one. Dustin and, scored. And, uh, no, Dustin scored in the Burnley game. Oh, geez, I'm, I'm just mixing those two games up. Who's the second goal scorer in that game then? Uh, it was Fisky scored the second goal. Because um, it was the second half, he did curler to the back post. It wasn't Saini, and it, was it? No, it might have been. Or Tommy. Because the, the second, actually, both goals were scored in the second half. Because it was oh, zeros at halftime. I can't remember now. 
Yeah, look at that. We'll have to look that one. It's our, our, our memory. Jamie, but anyway, get on it. I'm pulling up the internet. <laughs> Jamie's, right Jamie's, Jamie's at the internet there looking Consulting things up. Consulting the internet. Yeah. Consulting. The records. But um, so, anyways, fantastic that first game. Second game um, was was the Burnley game, and, and now yeah. you're playing a Premiership side. Yeah. Uh, who definitely had at least five guys. Did they have five? It was it was five or six. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I had uh, I had five on my list. So, yeah. Um, uh, first team players yeah. uh, who hadn't played on. Well, it was a Tuesday game, right? Yeah. So, yeah. a couple so of them were going for fitness. A couple, couple of them were fitness. There was one guy who was coming back from injury. Uh, Stephen Defoe. Yeah, Defoe. Belgian uh, international. Belgium yeah. international, fantastic young player. And it's funny to think, and, and we'll get into the amounts of what these teams are paying for their players. But I know when we finished our our match against them, and I have to say that the. Uh, the game wasn't the. We made some some errors on our our own. We it, shot ourselves it, in the foot in that the, game. The game ended up two to one. Yeah. But if I was talking about goal scoring and and that, I, I'd say we scored three goals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, just just you know simple things that happen in a match that you know guys switch off for a second and and next thing you know the ball's in the back of the net. So uh, for me, I think the game minus the two errors would have been 1-0 for, for us. Well, I think that in that game, Burnley showed a different class than Wigan. Oh. Um, they clearly had control of the game possession-wise. In the but, first half. But we did not... We, we bent but didn't break. You know what I mean? And that's the... That's they didn't get good... Good goal-scoring opportunities. Yeah, you're right. Their two goals were mistakes on our part yeah. that we had to fix yeah. throughout the training camp. Um, and, and we missed a couple sitters. Jake Keegan missed uh, missed one that absolutely could have been a goal yeah. and missed another one that was a little tougher to score. Yeah. Um, so he, had two, he had a breakaway. Absolutely. And, and, yeah. And, yeah, and the keeper uh, came out and challenged. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and then Dustin scores a great goal. Yeah. Um, honestly, we could have had three easy, and we gave them two. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so that being said, it was, a, again... Even though, I mean, it's, it's, everyone says it. You, you, you never take, you're always taking something away. And, and, and there was a lot of positives to take away from that match. A, our efforts and our lack of huge, res- or our resolve to continue yeah, battling no heads right to the 90th all. minute, yeah, yeah, which was fantastic. So uh, good to see. So the second game. Well, and again, the, oh, that Burnley game, game. Yeah, that was the second <laughs> game. And the Burnley facility, again, another beautiful oh, facility. Top class. Like, they had a whole other. Um, element, a brand new building that was set up. We were going to take a tour of the building uh, and that's, I think, the, the part I was going to talk about was there was talk that they had with DeFore. Was it DeFore that they had to talk with? There was another young lad who would have definitely been a starter in our league, no matter what. Um, and, and they were discussing whether they wanted to keep him or whether they were going to release him uh, because they had other players of the same ilk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and because of that discussion, we didn't get to go on this tour of their new facility, which right, would have yeah. been fantastic. Yeah, like some of the other players that were on that Burnley lineup is uh, like John Flanagan, Liverpool. Uh, oh, yeah. He, 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 he was with Liverpool for like three years, wasn't yep. he? And then there was uh, Ashley Westwood, who played for Aston Villa. Um, Sam Vokes, who's a Wales international striker, who's like quite good. He's got five goals already this year in the Premier League. Yeah. Which is a good one, and then uh, a couple of good youngsters. Yeah, so. and and just just for fun, we'll throw out there. I think it was Defoe, or was it one of the kids that signed up, and uh, they were making thirty thousand pounds a week. 
I think it would have to be DeFore. Yeah. 30,000 pounds a week. And, I mean, and every single story that came out in England about that game, not necessarily here, but in England, every every headline was, oh, DeFore looked good in his return. DeFore yeah, starts yeah, in yeah, two yeah, yeah. It was, it was all about him. It, all yeah. about him. But, 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 but the cool <laughs> thing about that is they actually named FC Edmonton sure, in the BBC soccer report yeah. that they talked about that match. And, oh, yeah, and DeFore was looked at during an FC Edmonton uh, Exhibition match, which is great. It's kind of cool to see your your club's name Definitely. in an English paper, which is fantastic. Definitely. I absolutely that's love that. Really, that's yeah. the second taste of FC Edmonton on uh, the sports highlights in England, may I add. Uh, oh, yeah, well, my we'll, we'll, get, to that. we'll okay, get to that at the end. We'll, we'll get to that, that at the end. We'll, okay. we'll save that story. But tell you what, uh, we've got so much more to talk about here on the uh, the English trip and the England trip. And uh, we're going to do that when we come back. We'll, we'll get to the last two games we played and a little bit of the uh, antics that went on uh, right after this. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back here with Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back, Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, back at it at the first round sports restaurant in downtown Edmonton. Yes, we are back and ready for the season to kick off here for us. Uh, league got underway this past weekend, and we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. We'll uh, continue on the uh, England trip here with uh, Andreas Morris and uh, Jamie Umba. We uh, are, are sadly we're missing JP this week. He's uh, he's away. He's gone back to England. The beverage <laughs> bill is a lot lighter. Yeah, it is lighter, <laughs> isn't it? The beverage bill. Um, so we, we left off uh, finishing out the Burnley game and how fantastic it was. Next up for FC Edmonton was a game against uh, Newcastle United. And we'll preface it by saying that the team we were to play uh, was the under-23 team and some of the first, uh, first team players that have been in the mix as well. Um, and unfortunately... Their, their under-23 team unexpectedly did very well in their competitions and ended up having to play, was it the Saturday they played or the Sunday? I think it was the Sunday. Okay, we, we ended up playing Newcastle on a Friday afternoon, and the under-23 team was playing on the Sunday afternoon. So a good chunk of that team was not available to play against us. Um, you know, all the best to Newcastle. They actually put out a team, uh, you know, quite a few under 21s and, and a few older guys that must have been on the roster at some point. Uh, yeah, or, or the kit man or, or the boot man. <laughs> well, they didn't look that bad. They, they're yeah, still, still okay. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a good effort for, for FC Edmonton to get a bunch of guys on the pit, pitch yeah. and to get a good run around in the, the yeah, game. I, I thought it was helpful just, just to work on offense really more than anything. Uh, we had our fullbacks really challenging coming up the sides and, and I think, Nathan was unlucky to score. Uh, uh, who else? Nikla had a couple chances. Could, yeah. could have finished. Um, so that was good to see our our, our, our fullbacks pushing. Actually, up. bombing on and getting an opportunity for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean those those are the kind of games that you have to take advantage of and, and get the goals. Yeah, and uh, you know the game ended up what six one was the five final one? Five, five, one, one? five one yeah five one final and uh, 
I don't know, could we have scored a few more? I, I think we might have. Their keeper was outstanding, too. Their keeper the, made some saves. The wind was really awkward. That's the other thing that, that killed us. There was a was couple of games there. where the wind was a nightmare. That Burnley game was not the best in the first, yeah. well, obviously the first half. We were against the wind, yeah. and that was pretty harsh. But the Newcastle, that was just a different class of wind. Yeah. I, I haven't yeah. played in a wind game like that. And it's, I, as far as I'm concerned, it's the only thing. that I can play in sleet. I can play in rain. But when you, sure. when, you, when you have to play against a massive windstorm, it just it definitely takes away from the match for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. But, I mean, our guys did what they had to do in that game. Um, you know, we got scored on first. Uh, True. It was a good well, finish. I've never goal. seen a better finish yeah, than that. Yeah. It, it was like a little delicate chip. that Chip from outside the box. Yeah. and, and, and Right uh, under the crossbar. It, yeah. it actually clipped the under under part of the crossbar and went down and in. I, I, Tyson had no chance. No. No chance at all. No. But, uh, you know, he, he made a good save in that game. Chris yeah. made a good save in that game. Yeah, for sure. So they didn't get much work, to no. be fair. Um, yeah. But, uh, it, no, for me, that was just an opportunity to work on your offense in that mm-hmm. game. And we, I think we did that. We got what we could out of that game. Yeah. Thank you for Newcastle for putting together a team. Oh, for sure. And, uh, you know, I know next year they'll have a, a stronger side if we decide to go back. And, yeah. and I'm sure we'll be invited back. Yeah. I, I think the two saves of the of the game, we'll go back to the Wigan game, where we're both, I, I think that, well, they all had good saves in that game, but I think Tyson had the save of the game. Yeah. Uh, which kept it at zeros before the before the second half. So he yeah. ended up stopping that the first full out stretch dive. Then he got up to to block the, yeah, no, the for sure. secondary yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. And then Nathan had some great saves in the second half too. Yeah, he had some of, some posterizing. Saves, yeah, exactly. He? Some yeah. some definite snapshot type yeah. saves to yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and the final game, final game we played was against uh, Stoke city and uh, we just uh, during the break we were figuring out the cost of even just the front line and and, and you're ready you're sitting down because there were six first team players who from Stoke who actually play in the Premier League that we played against uh, starting with Shea given and goal let's go through some of the names there yeah so we got Shea given uh, Wilfred Boney Ibrahim Athale Charlie Adam Mame Diouf and Gianni Imbula yeah all played in the match and they played a good 60 minutes 60 I would minutes, say yeah, I think, yeah. of, of the match yeah. uh, the first half I thought we did well, I think we they stuck around in the yeah. first half for sure because it, it was only one nil at the end yeah, of the first half. Yeah, one nil, and that was a PK that uh, you know Allen and Allen had to take a guy down in the box. Yeah, uh, Boney, I think late, he took late, down. Was it? Was it really? Yeah. late challenge. Um, yeah, it was definitely a penalty, and Allen yeah. knows that he needed to, he needed to do better there. But I mean, can you? I mean, we're talking one nil on a PK at the half against Stoke, and half of their guys are first team. And, and, and you're looking at these first team players, and then you you, you go you look across the field. And you got Mark Hughes, absolute legend, standing there watching all this unfold. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, just unbelievable. It kind of, you know, you're, you're in there and you're 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 on the sideline and you're thinking of the game and just our players and what we're doing and how we're doing it. And then if it slowly creeps into your head that oh my god that's Mark Hughes over there. <laughs> At the same time, we're trying to look professional. On <laughs> exactly. Our side. No one. Wants I don't know to. if I've cleaned up water bottles and and wrap from. Sock tape faster in in my life than I did at that game just yeah. to make sure everything looked good and not to th- <laughs> not to throw him under the bus but our kit guy <laughs> is during the John Vinci our kit guy he uh, I've never seen him move as quick as he moved after the match to get to Shea Given in his jersey well I know I know that his son's a happy boy today yeah uh, I believe it I believe he it got, he, he got Courtois jersey as well what yeah. 
Oh my after God! The, yeah, the boys oh, went at, to the, see at the Chelsea, Chelsea. we were on right. the sidelines, and uh, and Asmir Begovic, everybody knows, spent some time in Edmonton. So yeah. uh, Nick Ledgerwood and, and John Vincey called him over and said, you know, can you do us a favor? Asmir had already gotten rid of his goalkeeper uh, jersey, jersey and gloves, so he runs into the locker room, comes out with Courtois jersey. That's unreal. That's pretty cool. That's pretty. Cool. Jackson Vincey is a lucky <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, Jackson is a- one of our academy keepers as well. So. I can I can speak well of Jackson. He'll be sporting some cool gear in the next training session. I'm just hoping that John sprint to the locker room to pick up extra gear when we need it. I think he's still wheezing. I think he's still wheezing from now. <laughs> we might have to give him a couple weeks off. What were uh, what were the entourages like for those teams? Like I heard, like Burnley had a decent amount of guys just like packing with the team. You got academy coaches, media guys. And oh sure, yeah, but yeah, they were it's, it's funny because when we when we actually pulled up to get ready for that Burnley game, the first team we could see them just down the road. There, there was like a little tiny hill, maybe I don't know, five hundred meters away from where we pulled up, and you could see the first team uh, training there. And uh, I, I'd say I'd say at least ten of them. When they had showered up, came over and watched our game. Like yeah. I mean, we're sitting there in the canteen in, in their in their lunchroom that they have there, having a little bite to eat afterwards. And Joey Barton's sitting right there, yeah. you know, uh, bad boy of the Premier League. But he watched the whole game and you know had some real positive things to say. And if if it's, I, I'm going to say it right now. I was going to wait till we talked about the, the that finish out the Stoke game. But the the positivity that came back for our club. And the way we both handle ourselves, the type of game we try to play. Because a lot of these teams, they try and get games for, you know, whether it's a, a midweek game to check out fitness of people or not. Um, a lot of times, they just won't get an opportunity. Or, or the teams that they actually play, um, just try and kick them. Like, yeah. you know, you get a lower league team coming in sure. and they just want to prove themselves by kicking the crap out of these first yeah. team players. And uh, they were so appreciative of the fact that we tried to play football. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that we actually tried to, uh, you know, challenge them to some degree. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a, a craziness. Uh, a craziness that, you know, that I'm saying craziness because there was a, a, our, our lovely waitress. Lexi, are you all right? Okay, good. Just making sure Lexi dropped a plate full of fun out in the hallway there. But uh, I think the point I was just trying to make was how beneficial it was for us uh, to get the comments back that we were yeah. getting. Yeah. Well, I know that, uh, I mean, I think it was through Gaffer that uh, after the Stoke game, and yeah, we lost 5-1, but uh, the report back. Stoke, Stoke, what do you t- we never lost 5-1. 4 nothing. 5, four nothing. Four nothing. In the Stoke game. What was I thinking of? You're thinking Newcastle, of the Newcastle five winning 5-1. Right, sorry, my bad. 4-0 in the Stoke game. Uh, after that game through Gaffer, the club came, came to us and said, you know what, we have no hesitation playing first-team players against you guys. Come back next year. We'll do. We'll do this again. So I mean that that just says a lot, not only to our players because yeah. they 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 perform admirably, mm-hmm. but also to our staff for making sure that we did things professionally. Yeah. Um, you know, made. I mean, it's, it's a little thing, but making sure the locker oh, room's tidy at the yeah. end of the, at the end of the session. I mean, it's a reflection of your team. Absolutely. All, all the, the club. stuff it's that goes on, reflection of the club. Of the club. Yeah. yeah. And I think the the other thing that we need to state about that game against Stoke is that we were missing three national team players Absolute. who, who were point. away in Scotland. And Dustin Korea. And Dustin Korea didn't get into the game because yeah. of his injuries. Yeah. And, and and Nathan didn't get a shot to play. Yeah. Uh, you no, know, great point. In, in goal, great so point. you got five guys. Was it five, just five? Those five yeah, guys. Yeah. So you get yeah. five guys who, 
could make a difference in a match not able to step in. For sure. Uh, and, I mean, even even Dean hadn't really trained that much leading up to that game. He was so good in that Stoke game. He was a difference maker. Oh, my God. What a player. I'm and, and so he was, he was probably at 75%. Yeah. I'm so excited for everybody here in Edmonton to, to get a taste of what Dean's capable of because... You know, I didn't know much about him other than what I had read, and it was always positive stuff, always works hard, he works hard. When you see him and, and his ability to read the game and to know where to play a ball, it is different class. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think going forward for FC Edmonton, and I mean going forward on the park, is going to be a different thing, different ball of wax this year. I think, I think everybody's sure. just excited to see this team finally play like an on-TV league game kind of thing, right? Yeah. Or just broadcasted. So. I, uh, I, I'm... I, I can't say enough about how well that trip was to England. I think the benefits of playing the teams we played against will show in our first game here against Jacksonville coming up this weekend. I think it will too. And uh, I've just got a, a real big excitement for the for the whole season coming up. Yeah. Um, I, I, we were talking about calculations here and the worth. Was it just the front three we're talking about? No, I'm talking about all all six that we know played in the game. Okay, all six that we know played in the game. This was the worth. This is just their contracts and what they're worth. Go ahead. $53 million. So we got uh, Wilfred Boney transferred from uh, Manchester City, Loney, yeah. $22 million. Um, Athale, uh, $4 million. Charlie Adam, four point five. Um, Gianni Imbula, $15 million on, And this is all just on transfer market, checking there. And then you got like guys like Charlie Adam and Shea Given who... They're they're older up there, but yeah. like you imagine in their prime, they were. They now, were, now we're was, talking was controlling that midfield. He was so well. good, man, and yeah. he, and all these guys look so much bigger in person than you actually see. Them I was going to say the, Shea Given looked like a midget out the, there. Well, Shea Given is he's under six feet tall. I, I, or, no, I, he's just I, six he, feet tall. He could be under five feet. No, tall. no, no, no. He was he's the same height as Tyson, a little bit looks shorter than Tyson. Tyson looks tall on TV, man. Tyson's six foot two, so he was he was a shade shorter. But even he back there was just running the show. Wasn't he? Yeah, and he, and he was directing. Did you hear his sound effects too? No, no. When guys would get weird, you know, get a strike at goal, he'd be woo, woo, making all these <laughs> great little sounds and stuff. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. But we actually heard that the salary combined. So those are transfer prices, but the actual salaries of these guys was a hundred million pounds. Hundred million pounds. Yeah, it's, it's it's not too far off our our payroll. <laughs> <laughs> not too far. Yeah, off. You know, not too far off the ninety nine. <laughs> one, person, one person's weekly wage will cover us for a year. Oh my God! Yeah. Would it ever? It's it's amazing. Absolutely fantastic. So, for those of you that were interested in this little conversation, uh, the trip was fantastic. Uh, went really well, other than the travel days. Um, Travel days, yeah, but I mean, but they have to be done. They have to be done. We got to get. That's another thing that our guys have to get used to. Our travel days suck. I mean, we're going to Jacksonville next this weekend, and you know we're flying through Seattle, then over to Atlanta, and then down to Jacksonville. Yeah, it's 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 a. It's a I, I looked at it. We have we have to be at the airport a couple hours ahead of time. So it's a five forty five at the airport a.m. Edmonton time. Oh, what really is? I thought it was like a ten forty five. No, flight. it's a seven forty five ah, flight. So five forty five in the morning. We're at the airport. We arrive in Jacksonville at five minutes to ten in the evening. Now there's three hours what difference there. There's so two hours. Two hours. No, it's three now. It's the oh, because we went through that daylight savings. daylight daylight poopiness rigmarole. has happened. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All um, right. Well, well, for me, honestly, the uh, the England trip was uh, was a total success. I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, uh, the the 
the whole thing the whole thing was great um, yeah. w- went smoothly there was very very few hiccups and that that always bodes well what bodes well for Eric and Scott uh, yeah that's the tour group World that, Strides uh, World, World Strides, Strides it took us well. through it as well yeah. so yeah. uh Many, many kudos to both Eric and Scott. Yeah. And, and Scott, thanks for getting me to Asda on the last day to get all my candy. Yeah, there you go, Scott. <laughs> Honestly, my biggest thanks has to go out, though, to D-Dub uh, for reaching out to Mike Salmon. Oh, yeah, Mike Salmon. Thank you very much, by the way, if you're listening. Yeah, huge. Uh, he reached out to... Uh, to Steve Bold, who sits next to Wenger on the bench, uh, we're talking about Arsenal, got tickets to Arsenal West Brom. Now, the result was horrible, <laughs> but, but sitting the away fans' end for that game was the best atmosphere. And I, I sat in the Rangers' end uh, when they played Falkirk. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and Rangers ended up losing that game, too. So I must be bad luck for the, for the road teams. Well, it's, I just think it's fantastic seeing any game. Live oh, it was in England, we, it was got, we got to see three, oh, yeah. three, three decent games. But uh, you didn't get on TV, D-Dub. Well, okay, now that is story. Let's finish it up. We'll finish out the so, story on that. As, as everybody knows, well, most people, especially if you're an Arsenal fan, know that there's a big group that want Wenger out. Uh, and so, as as we finish up losing three one to West Brom, mm-hmm. signs come up everywhere: Wenger out, Wenger out. In fact, there were planes flying around the stadium saying Wenger out. Wow! Uh, so we've got a group of guys holding up a sign right in front of us, and and it almost caused a riot. Like one guy almost got pushed down the steps from a woman, uh, and, it, and not to say that women can't fight, but. No. It, <laughs> This woman could fight. She could fight. Uh, but it, they, there was more fights in between the Arsenal fans than there were between West Brom and Arsenal. Like, oh, my God. You forgot about the West Brom fans because the Arsenal fans were just livid about this. So, anyways, we're at the Friendship Inn uh, across the street from the Sky hotel. TV highlights. Just, uh, just recapping the day with a pint. And we look up. There's Sky Sports. It's the Arsenal-West Brom game. So, we're checking it out. And at the very end, they pan up to the exact sign that's right in front of us. And there's me and Jose standing there <laughs> looking so intimidated. <laughs> we didn't know if we were going to make it out alive. That's priceless. Some more FC Edmonton folks Fantastic. getting on the screens. Sky Sports, get Sky Sports screens. Get in there. Exactly. That was a hell of an experience. It, it was an experience and a half. And, Jamie, hopefully you'll get a chance to uh, experience one yeah, of them with sure. us. Uh, the craziest one I've been to was that Canada-Mexico game last year. That was, that was a special one. But I can't imagine going to, like, the Stoke Chelsea game must have been that was crazy. being that close to yeah. I heard that yeah. the, I heard the Chelsea fans were pretty good in that one as well. Uh, there it's, was always the away fans that, that on the way the to the bus. There was right? a couple of fights, but of course, uh, yeah. you always get the best fans. But you in know, the away we zones. went to see uh, Man U play uh, Rostov, Rostov in the in the Europa. That's right, the League. Europa League. That was a good game. I, well, it was an okay game, but there was no atmosphere no, in that no. barn. I agree. I, I mean, Old Trafford's beautiful. We got the tour before the day. I think before more than anything whatever. for me was just being inside that sacred ground. Sure, you know? mm-hmm. sure, yeah. But I was really disappointed in the atmosphere in that game. Yeah. So just proud to say I'm an Arsenal fan. We care. And on that note, we're going to take uh, one more break, come back with the last segment uh, for this week. We'll, we'll talk uh, NASL and the weekend that was and what's coming up, all right? Uh, this is Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, coming to you live from the First Round Sports Restaurant in downtown Edmonton. We'll be right back. You're 
listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back, Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Freshly started again after a little bit of a sabbatical. It wasn't really a sabbatical. We were, we were on the road. We Hard were in work. England, baby. Hard at work. Working our butts off, preparing the team for this coming season. Um, the NASL started this week, past weekend. Uh, lots, of, lots of games. Uh, there were three matches that went on. Um, Jamie, I'm going to throw it to you. Who, who were the first match there? Yeah, so we had a couple draws, uh, opening draws in the NASL this week. So we had North Carolina draw Miami 1-1. We had a former Eddie Lance Lang in action for North Carolina you know, with, uh, with an assist there. Yeah, it, it, it was one thing. I was texting the gaffer at the same time. We were both watching the game at the same time. And uh, if it's one thing Lange doesn't lack and that he still has is that whipped-in, left-footed ball. His service off his left foot is great. Mm. Absolutely fantastic. So I was really happy to see that. It it was incredible. Like, just back when he was in in Edmonton, just every single time, just on the free kicks and the crosses, he had to nail it down every single time. Yeah, exactly. I think... I think I don't know. I, I, maybe it was just because I had seen the uh, well, not I had seen the games. Just from watching our own games, playing against the, the the quality of teams we were playing against, and the precision with which these teams execute play. And watching some of that uh, was tough for me. The, the, the speed was okay, but the. It was so sloppy, and, and guys not tracking runners. Just simple stuff that after a, a month will disappear, yeah. and, and it'll be And normal. it was interesting, too, just because, uh, like, that year I was, I was in media just in the interviews and stuff, and he talked about how he wanted to move to the midfield, and once he did, there was no way that Colin could take him out of it because he solidified himself just... Oh, for sure. ...with a powerhouse of the left foot, right? Yeah. That, just, yeah. that move to midfield made his, uh, well, made his... It helps the next couple of years very lucrative. Yeah, of, of course, of course, that is the case. Until until just was it just after the half? No, it was just before the half, and uh, and then he got knocked out. A big whack. And Farfan, yeah. the the right back for Miami, just smoked him mm-hmm. with an elbow to the nose, and he went down. And at first, it looked like first it didn't it look like, like much. It looked yeah. like nothing. It looked like uh, he was making a meal out of it, but. Uh, Man, his no, face was, was covered in blood, and, yeah. and he's out. He's out, from what I understand. Just through the grapevine, a bit of concussion. And well, and I remember I, when Lange got a concussion with us. It took him a while to bounce back from yeah. it. In fact, he had to wear one of those Peter Check helmets for the rest of the yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very cautious about his head, which yeah. everybody should be. Yeah, of no, course, no of offense, course. No, you know, I don't mean anything negative there. It's, no, no. He's got to look after that, and uh, and he does. So. The good news is he'll he'll come back when he's ready. Yeah. Uh, the bad news is for them anyway. North Carolina FC looks like they're going to miss Lance Lang. Look, looks like he'll miss Lance Lang for our game, which yeah. is three weeks away. Uh, we play them on the fifteenth of April. Yeah. So it's so we have got a, a match coming up against Jacksonville in Jacksonville. Two coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The then our then our home opener is against Jacksonville as well, and the following week is against. Uh, uh, North Carolina, mm-hmm. yeah, which would be good. Yeah, next on the next game on the list. Yeah, and then uh, the reigning soccer bowl champions, uh, the Cosmos, um, drawing Puerto Rico is pretty. You know what though, Puerto Rico uh, looked good. Enough. Puerto Rico looked really good, and and they're I mean they're a tough team to play at home, anyways. In Puerto Rico, the field didn't look the best. It looks like it was it looked like it was carving up real easy. It's a pretty uh, it's a real dry grass. Um, and and it's, I don't know. I can't remember if it's sand based or what. It may be sand based because the way it was coming up was just unbelievable. And still at the Raul yeah. Lubacan or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Now it looks like it's been fixed up a bit. I have okay. to say the stadium looked okay, um, but the turf uh, the turf looked like poo. Uh, yeah. It did not look good at all. So um, 
Were you, were, we, were you just about to throw something at us, Lex? No, oh, okay. You're not a klutz. <laughs> our server, uh, just the bills. Our, our server Lex, we're playing, paying the bills as we speak here. Um, yeah, so I'm looking for good things from uh, Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. and they've been playing a ton in the Concacaf. Uh, in our uh, offseason, they're in the Caribbean Club Cup. Area. Well, okay, then, then that's what they've been playing and, and doing so well. At, yeah, at, you know, in that, so they've been playing continually here. I don't think they've had much time off. So, and they looked fairly sharp uh, in the match. Um, New York didn't look the same side they have looked in the past. It's not your grandfather's New York anymore. No, it? it isn't. It isn't. There's still quality. Don't get me wrong. And, and they had moments when they were going forward that looked that they looked very good. Um, so a, a draw again, another positive for us as a club getting ready to play awesome. our first game. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And the third and then, game, uh, yeah, it ended with another draw. So the Deltas started off their NASL career. Uh, first, the uh, first goal for them scored by Canadian, yeah, uh, Becker. There, it was actually a decent goal. It was, uh, it was a, a nice goal. ball played out wide along the wing, and then cut back uh, towards the top of the six where he just tapped it in, basically. Or I, I shouldn't say tapped it in. It took a little bit more guile to actually place it where he placed it beside the keeper. Um, but again, a keeper freezes at that point, the ball coming into the top of the six, because you don't know, is it going left, is it going right? You almost have to not necessarily guess, but anticipate where that ball's going to go. Uh, anyways, good goal by Becker. Yeah, and then uh, Tanner Thompson got the, the draw for Indy 11. and then So yeah, that's three opening draws in, uh, in the NASL this week. So. You know what? Indy 11 was another team that I thought looked very good. Uh, I thought they had moments uh, in that first half that was... Both teams looked kind of poor. Mm-hmm. Who did they play? San Francisco. San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've lost my mind. I'm the, and that was the problem. And when, when we as a staff, we, we watch these games. I mean, literally, I've got two screens watching two separate they games. They melt into each other. Exactly. And you're just sort of, it's like a tennis match. Which left, right, left, yeah. right. The beauty was that the uh, Puerto Rico game was delayed because of a, a brownout or a, a blackout. Was it really? Yeah, the power went out for a little while. and uh, <laughs> oh, no. So they didn't start actually until the end of the first half of the Can other game. Mm-hmm. I got to catch most of it, yeah. but and wow. even you even mentioned uh, like that's three draws now. Um, even though it's the first week of the season, you know you got to take your chances. Colin talked about it in with the team. It's just once you see an opening, you take that opening, right? If it's you have week to. one or if it's week thirty-two, it, it, exactly. You can't wait till week thirty-two. You got to start at week one, and uh, I'm pretty pumped and excited for us. And and so that takes care of the games that happened the past weekend. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So we're heading to Jacksonville this weekend. Um, yeah. Uh, it's finally here. What do you got after the preseason? Yeah. Like, how do you think the coaches are feeling? I'm, I personally myself, I'm very confident in what our team can do and what our team did over in England, and I'm really hoping that translates to the game this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can definitely vouch for our work rates and our work ethic. Although I don't think I've ever there's been an Eddie's team since I've been here that didn't have quality work rate and a work ethic. Uh, the defending's been solid, solid throughout the, the England trip, solid throughout the preseason, and I, I think it'll continue to be solid uh, in the back. As far as the keepers go, the keepers, I think, are, are, are ready to go. Um, I think there was a, yeah, just some things that we needed to work on uh, while we were in England, and I think we've accomplished a lot of that. Uh, and now it's just the focus that uh, comes into play and making yeah. sure that everyone's focused for the, for the games coming up. And going forward, that's where the excitement really happens for me. Mm-hmm. It's funny because watching those other games, you see a lot, of, a lot of teams that 
have some excitement going forward uh, and and some some areas of their defending that needs to be worked on for all six of those teams in those games. Um, and it's I, I guess it'll be no different for us. I, I think we'll be way more solid than most in the back. Uh, I think that we're, we're people that are going to be watching the Edmonton team are, are going to be excited is us going yeah. forward. And it's all about that early jump in the season, right? Like yeah. this is the second year in a row we went overseas. Last year we came pretty close to winning the spring. Yeah. And it just help, helps you out that much in the long oh, for run. For sure. Right? I, I so. think one of the guys, one of the, one of the players I really think who had an unbelievable last game against Stoke was Tommy. Tommy ran his you-know-what's-off. And he, he was so good at challenging and pressing and, and doing such a great job having the defenders cough up balls. Uh, and he was great the whole trip. So I'm real excited about the front guys. Uh, him, Jake, uh, you know, uh, all the guys that play up front, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, for me, I think, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like D-Dub. I, I can't wait for this to get started. I can't wait for to, to see everybody and how they, they've gelled over the training camp into a real game. But the two I'm looking at, um, just because I, I can't wait to watch him play, are Dean Shields, who oh, Shields for sure, and Adam Straith. Yeah. I, I really want, I, I'm really looking forward to watching those two play. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I think everybody on the team has looked sharp in this training camp. I, I'm not taking anything away from any of the other players, yeah. but those two guys I haven't seen before. I'm really looking forward to those two. I was excited. Adam played so well in the games in England. He scored um, the for, he scored the he goal. scored the goal. Uh, You're against right Wigan. against, against Wigan. Wigan. Yeah. But uh, yeah, very very excited to see, and they just seem to click right away. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's great that he's played with Ledge, and you know Ledge is going to be on the pitch. If not every minute of the season, pretty yeah, close to pretty it. Pretty close to it. Um, and and uh, he's getting to know Fisky just uh, from going to camps and going to play Canada games with him as well. So yeah. just having that, that, you know, for lack of a better term, threesome there. Um, they're, they're not only great on the pitch, they're also leaders uh, yeah. in the locker room. And that's so important. Yeah. It's a long, long season. Uh, the, the most important thing, I think, off the pitch you can do is get along as a team. And uh, those three will will bring this group together. There's a lot of captains on this team if you look at it. For sure. There's a ton of leaders on this team. And it won't matter who comes off and who stays on. They'll always be a leader on the pitch, which is a... Sansara... yeah, it's it's just I'm just so excited about the whole yep. thing, and you know what? While we're talking about that excitement, let's hope the excitement is out there with you fans. Uh, seasons tickets are still available, so let's make sure you get in uh, fcedmonton.com. Uh, For tickets, can, if you yeah. go to uh, tickets.fcedmonton.com, we got uh, single seats already available for our, our home opener there in in Jacksonville. If you're looking for uh, season tickets, um, they're available at the fan shop where we're also going to be having our. Yeah. Uh, FC Ed block party this weekend, yeah. which is going to be pretty exciting. We got Red Bull coming out. We got uh, a lot of family stuff with face painters. Everything. We're going to have a viewing party for the opening game. For the Season C pickups for everyone who's already yeah. ordered them. So but, but I mean, and, and if you if you happen to call the office, you can talk to Christine Penner. You can talk to Carlos Herrera. You can even talk to Kim Manzo. Uh, anyone who answers that phone in the office will direct you to the right people uh, to get those seasons tickets happening. So let's make sure we get in uh, and get ourselves some seasons tickets. You know what? We're going to wrap this up here. It's going to be a shorter show, but it's uh, a fantastic show nonetheless. want to thank uh, Andreas Morris. Nice and, 
to Jamie Umbaugh uh, from being in here. We want to thank Lexi for coming on in and helping us out. You're welcome. Well, there you go. I'd like to hear that. Uh, so for all of us here at uh, Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of SC Edmonton and the first round sports restaurant in downtown Edmonton, we'll, uh, we'll see you next Tuesday, all right? Check us out on Sunday. You got it. We'll see you. Bye. <laughs> listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton.